Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Film Daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for May 15th, 2018. On today's show, we're going to talk about what we've been watching at the Multiplex, and we are going to, in the news, talk a lot about uh, TV news. The significant part of this podcast is going to be talking about all the TV news that's been happening the last few days. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Soretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Writers, Tran Bowie. Hey, everyone. And Chris Evangelista. Hello. Okay, guys. Joining me by the water cooler, let's talk about what we've been up to. Last night, I finally got to see Deadpool 2, a movie that Chris saw earlier. He really enjoyed, despite not liking the first Deadpool movie. Um, That had set my expectations higher uh, for this film. And uh, I want to say I disliked it, but it was fine. It was a fine movie. Uh, I... um, I just feel like maybe I'm not the audience for this, the, the, these movies. I know some people are going to like them. Um, I, I really like the first one. It felt kind of like, um, oh, I've never seen a superhero movie like this before. But this this movie just, like, tries to pack so many jokes and so many, like, so, so many, you know, dick and fart jokes. And, like, here's a reference every 30 seconds. And uh, I, I just feel like I uh, I was exhausted 
and it felt obnoxious. And uh, even though I do agree with you, Chris, that this film is better directed, there's like a really cool one shot slow motion sequence in this film that's amazing. Uh, it, it's better written. Like there's some emotional beats in the first and third acts of this film that are, are really good and really smart, uh, smarter than the movie, I think. But I think by the time I get to them, I've just been so bludgeoned to death by by uh, the assault of um, of not so funny jokes most of the time. You know, uh, dubstep references and callbacks to the first film that I, I didn't think were even that funny in the first film. That uh, I don't know. I just was. Uh, I was sitting next to Ben Pearson uh, at the screening, and he was, uh, as his wife said, fuming the entire movie. <laughs> So, so Chris, I know you you enjoyed this movie. Uh, so, to give us the counterpoint. Uh, why am I wrong? I I really don't know if if you're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, uh, I've said before I did not like the first Deadpool. I, in fact, I hated it. And everyone, almost everyone I knew, loved that movie, and they acted like it was this big game changing uh, movie, where it was you know the funniest superhero movie ever made, and so on and so on. And I just sat there watching it just utterly confused as to what everyone was raving about. And, uh, but this film, I went into it with low expectations and yet I really liked it. And to hear, you know, that you and Ben didn't like it. I'm starting to wonder like what sort of alternate dimension I've slipped into where I, I'm the one who likes a Deadpool movie. Um, <laughs> you know, let, let me be clear. I don't think this is like a great movie. This isn't going to end up on my, my top 10 list of the year. Uh, it's, the script is almost non-existence. I, I mean, it introduces all these new characters, but we don't learn anything about them. And, you know, that bugged me. And there's a lot of stuff that I didn't like about the movie. But uh, I don't know. Whereas the first film, I sat there, you know, stone-faced, not laughing at a single joke. I actually cracked up at a lot of jokes in this movie. Um, that I And I wasn't expecting that at all. So, I don't know. I, I feel like you have to you know, at least for me, I have to be in the right frame of mind. Like, I don't know if, if I'll ever watch this again and if I'll like it as much as I did. But when I saw it in a theater and with a crowd that was eating it up, I sort of got swept up in it and I, I liked it. I'm curious where I'll fall on this because right now, uh, uh, Jake was talking about this, how team slash film was kind of split in the middle on this movie. And I was just kind of okay with the first film. I thought it was just fine. I didn't think it was as smart as everyone else was saying it was, but I, some of the jokes landed okay for me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I was kind of expecting more with Deadpool too, because you were uh, surprised with it, Chris, but now I'm not really sh- so sure. It's funny that, you know, it took Deadpool two to create uh, the slash film civil war, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Chris, uh, you saw a movie uh, yesterday and that was the new star Wars film. What did you think? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I liked it. It's. Uh, I said this off air on the, uh, the in the slash film Slack, but I think the the Last Jedi has sort of like ruined Star Wars for me because I I love that movie and I also think that was like this big bold, really different uh, entry into into the Star Wars canon, and it has a lot of stuff on its mind. That uh, the Last Jedi is a very smart very uh, well thought out movie, despite what some of the internet people say. And to go from that to this, which uh, solo while very entertaining and while filled with likable characters, it's not really about anything. It's just a, it's an entertaining movie and there's nothing wrong with that. But this movie, as I watched it, 
this is the first Star Wars movie in a while that I watched with the feeling of like, oh, this only exists to give us more Star Wars movies. Like, you know, I know deep down that's what all Star Wars movies exist for. They're to but, but you didn't feel launch. that way about like Rogue One? I don't like Rogue One. I actually think Rogue One is like the worst Star Wars movie in recent memory, but I didn't really feel that way with that because that, I don't know, that that story was really self-contained for what it was. And this movie, you know, without giving spoilers away, really isn't self-contained, which I was not expecting. And that kind of threw me off. This really felt like, oh, this is a movie they're using to start a franchise. Whereas, you know, even The Last Jedi, which is the second film in a trilogy, feels like its own thing. Whereas this movie, it doesn't feel like that to me. And again, I, you know, it's entertaining. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. I think everyone in the movie is really good, um, despite all the, you know, the behind-the-scenes rumors. But it was not, uh, it was not the, uh, as good as I was hoping it would be. Yeah, I, I keep on telling people that it, it is, it's an entertaining movie. I, I, I enjoyed it, but it is kind of like just the best case scenario for. A, a movie about Han Solo that nobody wanted or needed. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, I can't really imagine them doing a better movie about Han Solo's origin story, but I'm not sure we ever needed a movie about Han Solo's origin story. But uh, I'm glad I saw it. Um, but HD, I, I can't wait for you to see it and so you can uh, be part of this conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's jump I'm left out right now. <laughs> yeah, you're left out. Uh, let's jump into the news, and uh, the news is all TV because all the uh, the networks are making their big announcements on renewals, cancellations, uh, announcements of new series, uh, TV uh, trailers. Uh, let's start off with um, what won't be returning, and that is the X Files. Chris, what do we know? Uh, yeah, so the X Files, as I feel like most people know, it came back for a revival season, and then it got a second revival season at Fox. And uh, you know, the most recent season, which was technically season eleven, um, just ended. And around the time it was ending, Gillian Anderson, one of the co-stars, said she would probably she would definitely not be back. And when she said that, I personally had che- was checked out because I can't imagine the X-Files without Gillian Anderson. And it seems like no one else can either because uh, at Fox, they, they uh, during a press conference, uh, Fox Entertainment President Michael Thorne said there are really no plans right now for any more seasons of the X-Files. And personally, I hope it stays that way because I don't really want any more lackluster seasons. I love the original run of the X-Files, but the revival stuff – you know, uh, aside from one or two episodes, I really did not care for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, You know, I have a lot of friends who are fans of the X-Files, and I don't even think they were excited about these revival seasons of the X-Files. Um, I was excited for the first season, but then I watched it and uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> was quite disappointed. I think, yeah, the writer's room did not really... Uh, it, they suffered a lot from lack of diversity and also just from a lack of new ideas. It was just... It was not good. And it... it, it at least from the episode I saw, it felt like a show that was made back when, you know, the X-Files went off the air. It didn't feel like it evolved with the times of, you know, serialized television. It seemed very odd. Um, but uh, t- speaking about Fox, uh, what is going on with Prison Break and 24? Will we get more of those shows? Uh, yes, we will. So again, there's not, uh, there's nothing like set in stone yet, but they're, they are currently developing both, uh, more Prison Break, which is a show I never watched, but I know some people like it, and uh, 24. Um, 
there was already has been a 24 revival and uh, the way uh, Fox made it sound with this is they're actually planning several different ideas for a new 24. One of them is one we had reported on previously where it's a legal thriller set over 24 hours about a, a female attorney trying to solve a case. So that's one idea, but apparently there's more than one in the works, but we don't really know what they are. Did either of you ever, or well, no, Chris, you said you didn't watch Prison Break. HG, did you ever watch Prison Break? I watched the pilot of Prison Break and was intrigued, but I never got into the rest of the season or series. So, um, and 24, I think the same thing. I watched like one episode and was like, this is interesting, but never got back to it. Um, but I think it sounds to me like they're making a sort of 24 uh, extended universe or cinematic <laughs> universe of a sort. It would actually be interesting if that court case somehow involves Jack Bauer in some way. I, I was a fan of 24. It did like lose its steam in the last few seasons. Prison Break was kind of like a it should have been a one season like, you know, t today we have all these anthology series, which is just one season and it should have been left at that. And I think it like lost its steam in, in season two but uh people seem to like those characters so i guess they're bringing them back uh but let's uh let's go from networks to netflix and let's talk about lost in space uh i know uh this hit the service what last month and uh chris you did a deep dive on that uh d doing a review on the site uh what did you think of the first season I liked it. Um, uh, it's not, you know, it doesn't break new ground. There's nothing really you haven't seen a million times before in the show. Like it, it feels a lot like um, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films. Like it, it, it's clearly borrowing a lot from that. It's also borrowing a lot from Lost, which I wasn't expecting, where uh, the framing device, like how Lost would have the current timeline and then flashbacks to stuff that happened before everyone ended up on, on the Island, the Netflix loss in space does the same thing where it's them stranded, you know, in space and then flashbacks to before they went into space. So it's like, they took the, the lost part of the title a little too literally there, but um, uh, yeah, Netflix announced they're giving it a second season now. So we'll get more lost in space. I feel like it's very hard to not get a second season when you're on Netflix. Like it, it almost seems like a given. Like like they're almost gonna give any show like two chances. They started being more strict recently. Like um, uh, they've been canceling a few more of their shows uh, to a lot of people's surprise. Uh, what was that? Um, oh, that Wachowski series that got axed. Um, oh, Sense Eight. Since yes, eight, since yes. Eight, yeah. yeah, so they've been axing a, a few more shows, but yeah, it's generally a lot easier to get renewed on Netflix than it is on ma on major networks. Uh, let's turn our eyes to ABC and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, HD is the only one on, on this podcast still watching that. Or you actually aren't even still watching it. I think you haven't caught up on the, 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 I... the current season. But uh, it turns out it has survived... Uh, the Wrath of Thanos and will return in the summer of 2019, despite rumors that it was going to be on its last legs. What do we know? Yeah, it's this, it survived the Wrath of Thanos and this year's um, sort of high body count when it comes to axing uh, TV shows. So I think at the, at about 25 shows were canceled this year by major networks. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s fifth season was uh, reported and rumored to be its final season. We even had a story a few week, a few months back about how the showrunners were preparing the, series the season finale to double as a series finale. But it turns out that will not be the case. 
case because ABC has renewed the series for uh, an abbreviated 13-episode sixth season, uh, but it won't be returning until summer 2019. So um, it kind of puts into question like how uh, First Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be dealing with the aftermath of Avengers Infinity War and also where it will be in the, the timeline with the MCU because by the time 2019 rolls around, will have reached um, the release date of Avengers 4. So will they just skip that all together, maybe? That, that would be an interesting sort of thing, because they have done several like um, year-long or month-long flashbacks previously. To, uh, and it, it has worked sometimes, and it hasn't worked other times. So that's something that they could definitely use this time around. It'd be interesting if they embraced it and they were able to get rid of some of the higher contract actors by just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh but uh well, you know what Clark Gregg might be busy because you know he's going to come back to the MCU with uh uh Captain Marvel yeah um it's interesting in, in my older age I feel like um I used to be all about these shows that had like 24 episodes like Lost and and uh 24 and now nowadays I'm like, you know, a show, if it's around like 10 to 13 episodes is like the sweet spot. It, like any more than that, it feels like there's a lot of filler episodes. Um, so I'm wondering if that uh, if that season of of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be any more um, tighter at, at a 13 episode length. It, may, it very well may be because um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. already operates on sort of half seasons. They don't do season long arcs, but they kind of do half season arcs where they build up to like a winter uh, finale and have like a big arc up until then and a big bad for each like half of the season. And that's worked really well, well for them so far. Um, and they've done some really interesting storylines that get wrapped up really easily, but have done things like uh, alternate realities and time travel and like war within humans that ends after like a half season. So uh, <laughs> with a 13 episode season, it will probably be about the same and like maybe even tighter, like you said. Okay, let's uh, move on to Lethal Weapon. We had rumors, uh, I think, last week that uh, they were going to replace one of the lead actors in that show. And we finally have word that that is happening. Chris, what do we know? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, Lethal Weapon, the show based on the the film starring Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover. Uh, there were all these rumors that the, the star of the show, Clayne Crawford, was basically being a menace on set and just creating this uh, unhealthy work environment. And he was officially fired, and uh, it seemed that the show might actually go off the air because uh, the contracts of the rest of the cast were about to be up. But it looks like uh, the show has been saved and Fox has replaced him with Sean William Scott uh, from the American Pie films. Um, he's playing a new character. He's not playing the same character Crawford played. He's playing some new character. We're not really sure who yet. Um, yeah, and uh, there was even some tweets from Marlon Wayans uh, showing uh, – what was it? Like he claimed that there are some safety reasons for the firing. They, they, yeah, they've... there was shrapnel that he was hit with, I think, and it had something to do with the actor that was fired. But I didn't read the full thing. But yeah, yeah it seemed like he put the the set in danger in some way. And I think Marlon Wayans uh, deleted the tweets afterwards, so uh, you would have to search online somewhere to find those. Uh, but uh, in Gotham is returning for a final season. I don't think any of us watch that series, but uh, probably some people out there that listen to this show uh, are excited for that. I think maybe I don't know. 
Someone needs to be watching that show, right? I hear from people who have watched it that it's gone so off the rails that it's actually quite enjoyable. But <laughs> uh, I have no idea myself. I only watched like the first three episodes. Okay, let's talk about some of the big cancellations that are going on. Chris, you did a post on the site kind of rounding up uh, some of the shows that uh, are we are that are getting cut short. Uh, what, what are we missing now? All right, so uh, The Exorcist, that got the axe. Um, Lucifer, that's also gone. Those are both Fox shows. Uh, Designated Survivor, the Kiefer Sutherland uh, film where he becomes the president by accident. Uh, that's 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 gone. Uh, Quantico, the FBI drama, uh, which I didn't actually realize was still in the air, that's gone. Um, Alex Inc., which I have never heard of in my life, but apparently was a show starring Zach Branth about a podcaster that only got through one season before that got canceled uh great news which was from um tina fey produced it and i'd actually heard really good stuff about that but apparently not uh you know the audience just wasn't there so that got canceled and then taken the show based on the the liam neeson films that is also gone but uh, apparently they're trying to shop that around to a new home so anyone out there if you want to buy taken now's your chance you know, I feel like we're we're coming off the era of a, a, a ton of TV shows being adapted from movies, and we're seeing a lot of those names here that, you know, they didn't quite uh, make it. Although I've heard a lot of great things about The Exorcist, I think. Um, did, Chris, did you watch any of these shows? I watched uh, some of the first season of The Exorcist, and I didn't love it, but I did hear it got better, especially in the second season. So I might actually go back and watch it now because... Uh, a lot of times when shows get canceled, that's when I finally go back and watch them because I like I like to know there's like an end game. Like, oh, I know I can finish this in a certain period of time. I actually watched um, Quantico, uh, which was a quite a promising sort of uh, crime drama that took place in had the interesting timeline thing going for it, had both present day and uh, past flashbacks going on as well. And it's our Priyanka Chopra who made her sort of crossover uh, US debut from Bollywood. So I watched it for like the first season and um, it was on Hulu, but then it got taken off of Hulu and that's when I stopped watching it actually. I um yeah no I I haven't watched any of these shows I I watched uh, Designated Survivor for the first few episodes and then I realized that that was just becoming ridiculous uh, not that it didn't start <laughs> off ridiculous but um uh another show that got canceled by CBS uh, Deception did any of you watch this show probably not it's, heard of it. <laughs> it's one of these procedurals where it is a master illusionist who is hired by the FBI to help them solve cases. And uh, it's kind of like in the vein of a now you see me kind of, th- uh, you know, corny uh, magic to, you know, I don't know. It, it, it was bad. Even for me, who even for a person who likes magic, it, it, was, it was just like one of those forgettable C- CBS procedurals. Um, another show that got canceled, uh, fans are upset, is the sci-fi TV show The Expanse. Uh, Chris, what do we know? Yeah, so Sci-Fi canceled The Expanse. Um, this feels like one of those shows I never heard anyone talk about, but then, then the minute it got canceled, uh, the internet exploded, and everyone you know, was like, I'm a huge fan of this. Why did you cancel it? Even though, again, I don't remember anyone talking about it. But, uh, yeah, that has been canceled. But uh, like a lot of shows that recently got the axe, there is a, a modicum of hope, I guess you could say. Um one of the you know the producers behind the show are 
very interested in shopping it around to some new home. So uh, you never know. Someone might pick up the expanse. I don't know who you never know, but it could happen. But for now it's days at uh, sci-fi are numbered. I believe um, it's going to air. It's, it's the last episode on sci-fi in July. I, I watched the opening couple episodes of this and I was kind of intrigued. I wanted to keep on going. Uh, my girlfriend Kitra was not uh, as into it. So it just fell off our list. But um, this is one of those shows that, like, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll go to IMDb and look at their TV page of, like, the best uh, user-rated TV shows of all time and see, like, you know, what I might be missing out on. And The Expanse has been on this list for a long time. They have an 8.3 8. out of 10, which is, I, I think, if you get to, like, the top of the list, maybe Breaking Bad maybe is, like, a 9 out of 10 or something like that. Um so it's like you know, it was very it was beloved by everybody who's watching it. Uh, and I, I still want to give it a chance, although now that it's canceled, I'm wondering I'm wondering if it will have a satisfying ending. It, it's funny, Chris, that you you are more willing to give a show a chance after it's canceled because there's an end point. Uh, whereas I, th- I think most people like me, like I look at that as like, oh, there's not going to be a satisfying satisfying ending. So I'm not even going to, you know, d- dive in. Um, that, that doesn't bother you? Uh, not right. It depends. Like I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll look up something and if it says like this ends on a cliffhanger, then maybe I just won't even bother watching it, but it doesn't, you know, I, I'm usually okay with it. Yeah. Um, HT is compiling a list of all the network TV shows that are canceled and renewed for the 2018, 2019 season. Uh, HT, have we, have we missed anything, uh, big in our rundown so far? Yeah, we have a running list, and um, I think there are a few that we might have missed. Uh, Marvels and Humans uh, was canceled by ABC, which is not does not come too much of a surprise to anyone. It was not a well received show. Um, Rise from NBC was also renewed. Uh, was also canceled. I'm sorry. Uh, after having quite a bit of publicity, uh, that was the uh, series about the real life. Um, drama teacher i think uh yes the real life drama teacher uh, who inspires a working class community through theater so um it was it starred josh radner and it had a uh, ali cravalo sorry i might have butchered her name from moana and it had quite a bit of good press but uh that one got canceled by nbc um what else let's see uh, Last Man on Earth was a big axe from Fox, um, and that one had quite an outpouring of um, support as well. But unfortunately, that support didn't get the didn't save the show like it did for Brooklyn Nine Nine on Fox, which got saved by NBC a day after it was um, canceled. So, and we talked about that yesterday. Brooklyn Nine Nine is great, uh, and CW also canceled a few shows surprisingly because they never cancel shows either. I think. Peter, you were talking about how Netflix gives you a guarantee, essentially, for uh, a second season. CW is kind of the second after that. Uh, (laughs) They canceled two shows, Life Sentence and Valor, which are shows I actually haven't heard of, um, despite being an avid CW watcher. So I guess it's fine that they they canceled those two. And uh, I think that's it. Um, Well, cool. Um, And that that list will be updated throughout the week as more shows are announced. but let's move on to a little bit of exciting news, I, I think, maybe. Um, DC Universe is a digital service. They have announced a new show, uh, live-action Doom Patrol series. Uh, Chris, 
What do we know? Yeah, so DC has their uh, d- digital service called DC Universe. They have a bunch of shows lined up right now, including one new one called Doom Patrol, which is about a uh, a team of misfit superheroes or outcast superheroes, as you say, with characters like Robot Man and Negative Man and uh, Elastigirl, who I guess is not the character from The Incredibles. I've I've never heard of these characters, but uh, it's a it you know. DC is launching their their big service. Um, they've already have a Swamp Thing show. They have Young Justice. They have Titans. So they're really trying to, to make this happen. This service. Yeah. Um, let's keep I an will eye. watch for Young Justice though. I don't know about Doom Patrol, but yeah, I, I feel like this is a deeper cut for you know hardcore fans. Uh, but who knows? I mean, when they have a trailer out, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give it a chance. Uh, but speaking of trailers, Fox has unveiled their fall 2018 trailers, and you have round them up in a uh, post on the site HT. Uh, what should we be on the lookout for? So there are a fair few comedies and dramas, but it's interesting that all of Fox's new comedies are multi-camera comedies, uh, so sitcoms in the traditional sense. And it seems like this is sort of um, influenced by the success they had with Roseanne, which both hit that nostalgia spot as well as the easy, uh, smaller budget of a multi-cam sitcom. So one of the new promising sitcoms from Fox is something called Rel, which stars um, Lil Ray Howery as uh, a, a single dad whose life falls apart after his wife leaves him for his barber. So um, it's kind of him trying to bring his life back together. And you may know Lil Ray Howery from Get Out. He was the scene-stealing best friend who is the TSA agent. Uh, The trailer is just kind of your typical sitcom shenanigans. It elicited a few chuckles, but I would watch probably for Lil Ray Howery. He was very promising, and he was great in uh, Get Out. And Sinbad also stars. Uh, So that is one that you might want to keep a lookout for. Uh, The next one is the most intriguing one. It's called The Passage. So it's a sci-fi thriller series based on um, a best-selling book or trilogy of the same name by Jesson Cronin. And it is um, executive produced by Ridley Scott as well as Matt Reeves. And it's uh, basically a very ambitious, character-driven series about a um, dangerous virus that threatens to wipe out all of humanity, and scientists are scrambling to find a cure to like these sort of zombie-like symptoms. Uh, and out of options, they end up suggesting experimenting on a child. But uh, when the federal agent goes to, a ch- to retrieve that child, he kind of grows a conscience, and they go on the run and become fugitives. So it has this sort of the road meets contagion, meets kind of World War Z type of concept, and that looks pretty thrilling. It's actually uh, a great high concept series that seems ripe for con- for cancellation by Fox. <laughs> so, Fox really loves to pick up these really high concept series. They've done this with Firefly, The yeah. Dollhouse, The Tick, and uh, then canceling it or keeping it on the, bu- on the bubble for several seasons. So, yeah, what do they do? They move it to like Friday night, and then like it's in the yeah. death slot, and then it gets canceled a few weeks later. Exactly. Fox is so they typical. slowly kill it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So it seems it's promising, and it's probably going to get a big, uh, really or small devoted following because it does seem really uh, promising, but I'm, I would be wary if you decide to keep, to watch it. Um, so there are a few other ones. Uh, Fox re- picked up or saved last man standing after it got 
canceled by ABC after six seasons, which I did not realize it already ran for six seasons. Uh, but that goes to show what kind of demographic I'm in. Uh, and they also have a few others, uh, a sitcom called The Cool Kids, uh, and a procedural, a law procedural called Proven Innocent that seems very earnest and inspiring. And it stars Vincent Carthizer from Mad Men with a beard. So that's really exciting. <laughs> and <laughs> their last one is uh, The New Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited mm-hmm. for that show that you were mentioning that Matt Raves is involved with just because yeah, of Matt passage. Raves. Yeah, The Passage. Um, uh, Chris did a roundup of shows from NBC that are premiering this fall. Um, Chris, what, what should we be on the lookout for? Uh, none. None of these look good. No. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you watch any network television? I, uh, I just started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu because uh, I, I so much hype. I, you know, I used to watch Parks and Rec when that was on, but there's nothing like new at the moment I'm watching. But um, there's a show called Manifest, which has sort of like a lost vibe where it's about a plane that takes off and then mysteriously lands five years later. And, you know, the whole world has changed, but everyone on the plane has stayed the same, which sounds like it could be cool, but it also sounds like it sounds like one of those shows where after Lost came out, they started making all these shows that were basically like Lost, where, you know, like Heroes and Flash Forward, all those I shows. I watched all of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's a show called New Amsterdam, which by is the, a, By the way, like, I, why is there not another Lost? Like, all those shows were bad was the problem. Like, wh- wh- why can't someone do that, like, that kind of high-concept sci-fi uh, Twilight Zone? That's kind of what West... Like, Let's Westworld say. is kind of like the... Lost, I think. There's also the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's totally. That's like, that's depressing. Well, well, they're yeah, they're (laughs) they're bleaker than Lost was. Um, there's a show called New Amsterdam, which is a you know a doctor show. It's about you know one doctor wants to shake up the system. You know, you've seen this show a million times. Yeah, Uh, it's basically House or whatever. Yeah. There's a show called I Feel Bad, which uh, I can relate to because that's what I say when I wake up every morning. Um, but that's just <laughs> that's just like a you know a family sitcom comedy, and you know that's really yeah, that's it. So, so, so <laughs> basically, people should not turn their their dial. Do people still turn the dial? No, they don't turn the dial. They should not click on NBC because it sounds like it's kind of depressing over there. Unless you're going to see Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, okay uh you can read about all the stories we talked about today including all the trailers uh we mentioned in the show notes i have also linked um chris's uh deadpool 2 review as well as our review from uh our other writer josh um spiegel spiegel yeah uh he uh, (laughs) josh did not like it uh chris did like it so you can read both views on the site and also uh chris's lost in space review from from back in the day um so uh yeah hd where can people find more of your work online you can find me every day at slashfilm.com and i'm on twitter at htranbui chris where can we find you i'm also at slashfilm.com and i'm on twitter at c evangelista 413 you can find me at slash home on Twitter. You can, uh, yeah, you can stalk me around Los Angeles. Uh, you can find this podcast published every weekday on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to Peter at slash and we will hopefully mention them in a later mailbag segment. Uh, please go rate and review this podcast on iTunes. 
Tell your friends. Spread the word. We'll see you tomorrow.